Jill Rutter is Senior Research Fellow at the UK and the Changing Europe Think Tank and is a former senior civil servant, having worked in number 10. Um, Jill, welcome along. Uh, good morning. Uh, first of all, on the Lord Guyte point, are you surprised that he took the job without insisting on this ability to start his own investigations anyway? I was rather surprised. I mean, I think he regarded himself as having got a concession in the in terms of the fact that he could suggest to the Prime Minister that there be an investigation, and that was progress on Alex Allen, who didn't have that sort of formal right to suggest that. But I've been rather surprised all along that Lord Guy took the job at all. Uh, it's a very interesting column by Matthew Paris on this in The Times today, mm. uh, that Lord Guy took the job in those circumstances, having taken it, you would have thought that he was in a very strong position then to insist on these changes that quite a lot of people have been suggesting were essential and quite interesting that he didn't insist that the Prime Minister made them before that exchange of letters was completed that we just saw earlier in the week. Uh, yeah, He's got one concession out of the Prime Minister there, which is some extra staff to help investigate. Quite a lot of these things to do, but uh, but the rest is still for further discussion. And we know that the Prime Minister isn't particularly keen on these investigations, so uh, Lord Guyte might have done better to secure that now, but he clearly has some faith in the Prime Minister that other people might be a bit more sceptical about. Uh, and with all that in mind, will many people have faith in his ability, even if he does get this, um, uh, this ability to start investigations, um, Will he actually be? Is he actually the right person to actually doggedly follow these various questions, knowing what we know about him and how cautious and courteous he has been in how he's approached this uh, up till now? Well, it's just a sort of you know, it, the Prime Minister doesn't have to have an independent advisor at all. It's not on a statutory basis, um, so in a sense, it has to be somebody probably who the Prime Minister is prepared to appoint mm. and who. Um, can manage those relationships. So I think the idea that the Prime Minister is going to appoint as his independent advisor some sort of gung-ho sleazebuster is probably yeah. always a bit unrealistic. Um, and we've seen the Prime Minister have run-ins with this more independent figure, the Parliamentary Standards Commissioner. Uh, that was, you know, some people thought part of the rationale for the Owen Paterson fiasco, which dogged the last months of last year, was the Prime Minister trying to, if you like... Um, downgrade her powers and uh, and put her in her place. So I think it's, you know, until we sort all this ethics mm. uh, position out, Labour suggests an independent ethics commission, um, put it on a statutory basis, actually beef up the role. And actually, um, just explain for us, Jill, what putting it on a statutory basis means, because we know via that, Oliver Wright's story in The Times today that that is something that Lord Guy wants as well. Oh, uh, I'm... That's, uh, that would basically mean you put it into law. So rather than it be a sort of, you know, an ad hoc role where the prime minister decides, oh, I'm going to, you know, appoint X or whatever. And, uh, yeah, there's no, but they could decide, actually, I don't think this job's doing much use for me anymore. Um, I won't bother. It'd be something that you would put down uh, into law. So you'd pass a law saying there would be this person, you would put their powers into law, their powers to, for example, to one of the things that uh, that was in exchange letters, powers to request information, investigate things. Um, you could do things so that their sort of budget was sort of publicly available uh, so that you could see whether the body was being resourced or not, because if it became a bit inconvenient, the government could suddenly turn the sort of tax off uh, mm. on money. Um 
And you could potentially give Parliament a role in both confirming the appointment, um, that's a bit rare, but we have that for the Office for Budget Responsibility, and also in preventing the government just dismissing an advisor who became inconvenient, which we also have uh, for the Office for Budget Responsibility. We don't have it for uh, other public bodies um, that are a government bodies, opposed to parliamentary bodies, but you could imagine something that beefed up the role significantly more and put it much more arm's length from the Prime Minister. You could also look again at this oddity, though I think this will be more debatable, um, whether the Prime Minister should be the final arbiter of what happens to ministers who break the code, because ultimately it's the Prime Minister who asks for investigations and it's the Prime Minister who decides what the um, punishment is at the end. And that was, after all, the issue over which Lord Guyte's predecessor, Alex Allen, resigned was when the Prime Minister didn't take his advice about Pretty Patel. 